You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 111. The main thing I do stress and the difference between, because everyone knows training, the difference between training and coaching, training a group of people versus coaching a team or a group of people, is that the leaders themselves are accountable for how they develop. And it's not a case of being the expert in the front of the room, talking at people and really wanting them to get it. It's the coach is supporting each person mm-hmm. in their desire to grow. And very quickly you get into, well, I don't know that I have people like that on my team. So my next question is always performance management because mm-hmm. you're not going to coach people into things that they're not interested in contributing and not really wanting to be a part of. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I want to give a warm welcome, particularly if this is your very first time to the Star Coach Show. Each week, we explore a strategy, a tool, a resource for professional coaching. That's where our STAR acronym comes from. And I'm so happy to have you with us and want to also extend a welcome to those of you who are regular listeners. You're what make the show go round. And I hope those of you that are new to the show become regular listeners as well. Each week, we either interview a guest or I do a solo around some kind of element that builds into our skill and business building as professional coaches. And that's exactly what we're going to do again today with our special guest, Holly Williams. Holly's passion is coaching leaders to build their leadership capacity in transforming the cultures in which they lead. She's done her work for over 15 years, working with executive and executives and teams who are committed to leadership development through coaching. Now, Holly is a co-faculty member with me at University of Texas at Dallas. She also is on the faculty at Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. In her exploration of team and group coaching today, we are going to be looking at how team and group coaching helps to evolve cultures. She co-authored Being Coached, Group and Team Coaching from the Inside with Dr. Ann Deaton. Now, Ann Deaton has been on the show, oh, over a year ago, discussing her perspective of this book and group and team coaching, and Holly brings her own unique perspective. We're going to look at the book through a different angle as well. 
we talk about the value proposition that group and team coaching brings, how to engage organizations in the idea of doing group and team coaching, as well as the whole concept of paying it forward in empowering leaders to bring coaching principles and the impact of coaching into their organizations through what they learn in leadership team coaching. Holly was so open and willing to share her experiences with us. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to our interview with Holly Williams around how to coach teams and groups. I want to welcome Holly Williams to the show. Holly, thanks for taking time to be with the Star Coaches this morning. Oh, I appreciate being invited. and Thanks so much. Absolutely. Well, we are going to talk about group and team coaching, which I know from my years of experience in working with coaches and being friends with coaches that, you know, it's one of those topics that really intrigues and I think intimidates a little bit. Yes. Like, ooh, how am I supposed to coach a group? or coach more than one. So let maybe we'll start and we're we're definitely kind of building on your book as well, being coached. And we had your co-author on the show earlier. And so we're going to take it a little bit different today and yet still use that great resource that you wrote. So when we think about team versus group coaching, Holly, what are your thoughts about those distinctions? Okay. Well, I make it pretty simple because I think simple is easiest to explain to clients and also easiest to actually, you know, work. You know, if we make it too complex, the coach has too much up here on their mind, not enough being with the client. So I like to think of team coaching as the leader is there with his or her intact team. So you're coaching, and again, all I do is leadership coaching. So you're coaching basically a leadership team. And the underpinnings of that or the foundation are the same in how I do that for groups. And that is each leader has his or her own development goal in the team or in the group of leaders. And the group would be people who aren't in a direct reporting relationship. So that's a big distinction between group and team. Again, in team coaching, though, there is the what could the team accomplish? And so the alignment of the team and how they show up as a senior team is also something that's discussed. It's interesting, and I see this more and more, when I get close to completing a six-month group coaching of leaders, Mm -hmm. they are always wanting to take what they're getting out to the workplace. So they tend to think not how we're showing up as a leadership team, but how can we pay this forward and how can we shift our culture into one more of coaching and leadership? So that happens organically with a group, but with a team, it's more part of the big coaching agreement. But that is good news to hear anyway, that, that by doing this, you're thinking of the way that you're impacting the entire organization because each of those leaders has a team and right. they go forth and bring some of the concepts and the communication right. 
that was focused on in the group. That's exactly right. And that's why I like the open technology. And by that, I mean anything I use is in the public domain and everything is shareable and pay it forwardable. And so as we go along during either the group or team coaching, in most cases, both leaders are encouraged and supported to pay it forward as they go. And so I think that one of the most exciting things to me recently has been that organizations are seeking my company out because they're beginning to realize group and team coaching helps them evolve their culture. And so rather than me telling them that, they're coming to me because that's what they're looking for. So that's been a recent, the past couple of years development. So we're going to get to that whole development about how you get people interested in doing coaching within their organization. Before we leave the concept of team versus group, I'm wondering how you handle the power differential when you're doing team coaching and the leader is part of the team, yet you want to be able to do some honest, deep work, I would think, in in the coaching situation. So how do you set up the situation to be that sort of safe environment to do group coaching when the leader is in the group as well? Okay. That's a great question. And that sort of brings to mind the work I do before I get into a team coaching. So I usually am not referred by HR. I have worked with teams where HR has referred me because the team's not working. And those are very difficult. But what usually happens now is that through word of mouth, someone hears about the fact that I do leadership team coaching and that they come to me. And I always ask them, have you done your performance management? Do you have the right people on the bus to borrow Jim Collins' good to great idea? Mm-hmm. Do you have a strategy and is it clear? And then the third question is, how much stability did you, do you have in your organization over the next six months? Because if they're undergoing huge reorgs and so on, the timing's not so good. But the last question is the most important, and that is, are you willing to be coached as the leader of this team in the team? And are you willing to be a role model for the vulnerability and the way things work when you're in development? And they will say yes to that, not exactly knowing what that means, right? Right. right. They learn as we go. And that's the other thing, the other distinction I have with the team coaching I frequently have coaching sessions with a team leader one-on-one as we go along to give feedback privately, direct communication as we do from our observation, and also to support them and how they're growing to lead the team when I'm gone. So they need extra care and feeding, although it doesn't look like your best room service ordered meal care and feeding. Sometimes it's in your face. What were you thinking, you know? But they need support to be able to lead the team going forward when I leave. So does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it highlights that concept that we've talked about before in the difference between somebody seeking coaching and being invested in the process versus being, you know, our favorite term here from Judy Feld, sentenced to coaching, or that HR is saying, we've got a team that is, you know, on fire and coming down quick, and we need you to come in and put them back together through coaching. 
Right. Rescue this. Yeah. The other thing I have to mention, too, is that people don't get a lot of choice when there is a team coaching. So I have to have an agreement with each person, a coaching agreement about their development. I do that for both group and team. And then I also have to be really clear about how I interpret the ICF code of ethics, what they can expect, what my experience has been with that, why it's so important. And then I always say to them, that's an eyeball to eyeball conversation. And then I always say, it's going to require you to suspend disbelief because this is not how people normally interact. So I appreciate if you would offer me that and see how we go. And they really quickly get it. I mean, there'll be a case where I'm having a conversation with one of them and they'll say, hey, I want you to tell the team leader this. And I say, oh, well, you know, I don't do that. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. So in the process of the coaching, they find their way in. But I think it's really important to try to address some logical concerns they're going to have. And one of them is, you're going to tell my boss everything I'm telling you, right? So that's really important. That is really important. And that is the other angle that I think we run into sometimes. As you said, if a team lead decides we're going to do team coaching, What do you do with, and and you've already kind of addressed it to some level, but not just the, I don't trust this process people, but the, I don't believe in this process and I don't want to be a part of this flow. Yeah. Well, that would mean the team's not ready to be coached. There's more work the leader needs to do. So that'd be an indication to me, oh, gee, so where is this person on your performance management you know, if you're having someone who doesn't want to play, how, where else is that showing up? So I think that's relevant. The good news for all of us coaches, though, is there's enough good coaching around that people are interested in having their own coach. And the buy-in for them is they get a coach to support them in building their capacity as a leader. And together in the group, we're going to try to build a bigger, better community and more alignment in what, and in the work of the group. So it's not as hard a sale as it was several years ago when, when not as many people understood the power of coaching. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. How do, you, how do you get your clients for group or and leadership team coaching? So I'm really fortunate in that some of it is word of mouth. Some of us is also partnering with people who have the contacts, but who don't necessarily want to do the group and team coaching work. So I've always been open to partners, rainmakers, other people who are interested in the work we do as coaches. And part of it is looking for that, and this is recent, the last two or three years, but looking for an organization that has two things going on. One is they see the value of coaching because I think group and team coaching are sufficiently different from any other way you might develop people that not understanding the power of coaching is a real block. And I've tried selling there and I'm just like, I really don't waste my time that much anymore in organizations that don't have coaching. The second piece is what I referred to earlier, which is culture transformation. And I'm finding that all my clients, no matter how impressive their culture is from the outside, are all looking to build more collaboration, more innovation, and really feel more connected as a culture. 
And you can call that anything you want, but the shortcut name is transformation. So wherever they are with their values, they want to be further along with showing up that way and having those behaviors understood. So how would you then approach a company that has those factors in play to, to share the value proposition of what, let's say, leadership team coaching can do for their organization? Well, now I should uh, fess up. I usually don't do a lot of cold calling. I've been fortunate to be passed around. And a lot of time my work comes through executives. And I ask them to, let's bring HR in or you know, can I meet your LD person and so on. So a lot of times I'm the one reaching back to them through an executive who has the budget and wants to do something with their team. Only in a smaller organization where I've worked from the CEO on down has it come from an introduction and hearing, and this is the way I think we always sell, hearing the client's issue, what they're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. and then saying, well, let me explain something that might be useful. Mm -hmm. And then saying, here's here's what this looks like. And the main thing I do stress and the difference between, because everyone knows training, the difference between training and coaching, training a group of people versus coaching a team or a group of people, is that the leaders themselves are accountable for how they develop. And it's not a case of being the expert in the front of the room talking at people and really wanting them to get it. It's the coach is supporting each person mm-hmm. in their desire to grow. And very quickly, you get into, well, I don't know that I have people like that on my team. So my next question is always performance management, because mm-hmm. you're not going to coach people into things that they're not interested in contributing and not really wanting to be a part of. Right. And as I stress to my students consistently, as you do not want to get pulled into a place of being the manager, you're not the manager, you're the coach. It's very different. And in this situation, you're supporting the manager through asking those questions about what is the performance management looking like and what's this group of people doing together and how are you managing them? But not that you're in trying to fix or, or handle a managerial issue in, in the coaching. It's coaching. It's right. So, yeah. It's so different from being a supervisor or manager. Not that managers can't use a coach approach and some of the best managers do develop their exactly. And that's, a, that's not the same as a performance management conversation. So that's really clear. So I had a client a couple of years ago. She came into an organization as CEO, and she realized pretty quickly after making some moves in and out of people, she got a, her team together. But she realized pretty quickly their capacity as leaders was not big enough to lead as a senior team in the organization. And that's where she thought coaching would help. So, I mean, it's like, yes, you're right. And Mm -hmm. so that's where we worked. So the relationships were there and they were collegial, but the leaders didn't see themselves as a senior leadership team. And that whole how you see yourself as a leader is the one of the foundation pieces of coaching, right? And that's a great first question. Well, how do you see yourself as a leader? A lot of people stumble with that, but it's one that can last through the coaching engagement, Mm -hmm. you know? And so let's talk a little bit about the structure, how you structure your coaching engagements. 
your these leadership team or group, how do you, and, and I know it's laid out really nicely in the Being Coached book, but I don't know if you do it the same way each time. So how I, would you lay I, that out? I do. So I've done this work for 15 years and I've coached hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people in group and team coaching. And so I have a structure that I think works and it looks a lot like a regular coaching engagement. And that's how I developed it. I wanted it to be coaching and not some other form of development. So it's like, well, what does an engagement look like? Oh, it's about six or seven months. There's a coaching plan at the beginning. There's feedback during the process. There's probably some sort of an assessment. And you usually meet with the person you're coaching every three weeks, sometimes a little sooner, sometimes a little later. And the coaching happens when you're not there. And so the homework, the practices, how they observe themselves and what they notice and then what they try out is when you're not there. So I use that same model. It's on page eight and being coached if you'd like to see exactly what it is. In between each of the group coaching or team coaching sessions, and by the way, they last about a couple of hours usually. Okay. How long can you be with your coach? After a couple of hours, you just like stop asking me questions, right? Right. So, you know, you need a chance to like go practice stuff. So it's very much like a regular coaching engagement. And the other thing I would say is that the competencies are very much like a regular coaching engagement. And in fact, when I teach group and team coaching, I teach it through the competency and markers, PCC competencies and PCC markers. There are some interesting differences to talk about when you're learning it, but they're not sufficiently different that it isn't a really great model for teaching group and team coaching. Okay. So if somebody were to say to you, I can coach an individual, I don't know if I could coach a group, what what would your response be to that? Well, I think having a little humility is a beautiful thing. And I think that humility is the place to begin building confidence. So I think the answer to that really is more, what do you want to? And are you willing to give up the snuggly, cozy, one-on-one, the door shut, it's just us two kind of coaching for having, you know, it's like those insects with, you know, 29 eyes around their heads, you know, being there, taking it all in, being a part of it working your own growth edge as a coach, you're either leaning forward too much or you're leaning back too much. So, you know, where is your growth edge? Working that in a group of people and also keeping, because when you have 12 people's leadership agendas or 10 people, that's a lot of capacity you have to hold. And so my question would be, why do you want to do that? And what do you want out of that? Why do you want to try that? Because I think for me, I really missed the energy of the group. I love my one-on-one executive clients, but I just really meant, well, wait, where's everybody else? And so that was the driver for me of wanting to be involved with groups and teams at coaching. But I think anyone can do it if they're a good, solid PCC markers coach I think they absolutely can do it. What's the driver? Why do you want to do it? What are you looking for out of it? That would be my question. Excellent. And then the other side of that, what a company can get out of allowing, not allow, but like encouraging, making this something that is available to their teams 
what are some of the things that you might stress when when somebody's saying, okay, I've had one-on-one, but what value might come from us doing a team? Thoughts? So, yeah, I think that I, again, would ask what they got out of their one-on-one coaching. And in some cases, people will tell you, well, they're not sure because of the confidentiality. It's hard to see where people are growing. And of course, you can then remind them that coaching is inside out work and it's not immediately apparent on the outside what's going on on the inside. But I would pretty quickly talk about the multiplier effect of having a group of people in development supporting each other. And this is probably where I would talk about a big component of my group and team coaching is peer coaching. It's your accountability partner. It's your practice buddies, your, your people you're able to say, I don't know what this was about. I'm really confused. Or, hey, help me out. I didn't get my homework done. Will you cover for me? However you want to use your peer coaching buddies. So that's a huge part of this, my programs, is the peer coaching. Yeah, I thought it was really dynamic the way that it was shown in the book on that it was just a key component, the the team coaching that was going on in the book. Yes. So the other element I would think is that if you're coming kind of from a business standpoint within a company, you can get more people coached. I mean, it, it's a more economical way to coach as well. It is. I, I usually let the client figure that out. Okay. In other words, I don't like to sell on price. I like to make a ton of money. I don't like to leave any money on the table, right? And so I like to let the client come to that. And so I might ask a question like, you know, and this is usually big companies I'm working with. So your standard six-month executive coaching engagement, what's that? 25000 And they'll pretty quickly agree with that number. They may be paying more. They may be paying slightly less, but they'll never tell you that, right? Yeah. They'll just say, yeah, about in that ballpark. Yeah. 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 And so, and then I say, you know, this program will not be that much per person. You know, I don't like to talk. I do not like to talk price until the client's ready to buy. I just, for me. No, I think that that's smart. Yeah. I don't give a jack until they beg me for it. I mean, I'm the classic, you got to really want me to show you things before I'm going to show you things. So, and I know that you've got some pretty strict sort of expectations that I think number of people that have to, like you have a minimum number of people you have. So can you share a little bit about what your structure that way looks like? Yeah, I'm happy to. That's not in the book, but I'm happy to share it with your audience. So my group coaching, I've always been interested in the more the merrier because it's more energy and more connection. So mm-hmm. What is that number that becomes too much? And I've experimented with that and learned the hard way what that number is for me. So my minimum and maximum are the same number. It's 12 people. It's divisible by two, three, four, six. I mean, it's a great number of people to work with. And you will find, like with any client, if you think of a regular coaching client that you're coaching over six or seven months, every three weeks, they're not all, if you laid the schedule out ahead of time, and I typically don't for my individual coaching, but there would be some changes along the way. So you can believe that at any given group session where you're expecting 12, there will be 10. Mm-hmm. There will be 11. Oh my God, there are only nine of us. What fun shall we have today? Mm-hmm. So if you start out with eight, 
it gets pretty sad fast when you have four. Right. So that's just my preference to have as many people as possible. Now, I learned the hard way that 13 is probably not all that great and 14 for sure isn't. With my teams I work with, it's who it makes sense to be. And a lot of times, my clients will want to bring a couple of selected people in from the next level down. And I ask a lot of questions about that, but I usually end up saying yes, because I'm just happy to have more people, less work for me, more fun for them. And I just think it gets really awkward fast if there are too few people. You end up having to talk too much and we shouldn't be talking as coaches. Okay. So good to know. So you will tell a company that's just, that's, this is my number. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it with 12 people. Well, right. I say it's the minimum and maximum. And then for some reason they wish to put fewer in, they pay for 12. Usually they find 12. Right. If they know they're going to pay for 12 anyway. And you present to them on a, do you, so that would say to me that you just have a price that it's is your much a flat fee yeah. yeah now if i need to say it's tuition based well they have to pay up front so that's the other thing i do you know it's a tuition based program we pay at the beginning so that's usually how i structure it with a client but they can really easily do the math right whatever and yeah. gee this is going to sound terrible and i hope you don't think less of me for saying this but i always am raising my prices well so is the grocery store Yeah. And so I continually press the envelope on what that amount is for 12 people. So, and I don't want to get any deeper into pricing. No, and we don't need to, we don't need to, but that's just good to know that that was very helpful in as much as sort of, I knew that you had some expectations and that you sort of unapologetically and straightforwardly say, this is, this is the way that the program is run. This is my minimum and maximum. And this is my price for that. And I think that when we're just straightforward, and I liked your whole concept of it's, it's not as much as an individual, an individual executive coaching package. However, the value of it is just through the roof. Right. And that's the other thing I often say. If you brought a coach in to coach 12 of your executives, at the end of six months or seven months, you would look and go, okay. I see a little change in Fred and maybe Sally. Okay, I noticed. Yeah, all right. But you put 12 people through group group coaching, you're going to see all kinds of changes in almost everybody. And that's what I love. Because again, we're just there as witnesses and partners. And it's so wonderful to see the support they get from each other and how that just totally accelerates and how they listen to each other and just everything is just so fabulous. So we usually have a celebration lunch at the end where we bring sponsor executive sponsors and the plus one managers of each participant. And the whole topic is, well, what are you noticing about your leadership? And so it's the leadership of the participants. They talk about how they shifted and where it's made a difference. And then their plus one managers. I had one person say once, I love this. I can't even tell what's different, but you're really different, you know, <laughs> to one of his participants, you know. Uh-huh. And then the executives also are involved because they give some feedback throughout the program and they will they will talk about what they're noticing. So it it's just really great. And you're just not going to have that with 12 individual coaching gigs. 
I, at least I never did. You may be a better one-on-one coach than me, but I never did. You know? Well, I think that there's just that whole concept of everybody knows what, what we're working on in group coaching. So there's that additional accountability that right. here, the coaching that you have set up is so key to continue that work outside because even if one person is sort of letting it lag, their partner is going to say, well, when are we meeting or what are we doing? So just really powerful, powerful information. And I, I really appreciate you coming onto the show to share that structure that you provide and just a little, maybe take a little bit of the mystery out of what group and team coaching can provide. And I know that the late, great Ginger Cockerham, who used to be huge in group coaching, would say, you know, you have to start with somebody who's sort of championing you in the organization. And I heard you say the same thing. I, you know, I, I might start with an executive and then it, it moves forward from there. Right. And my book is a really good entree. If you can get someone to read that book, they start seeing what's possible. So I have used that with clients. I had a company where I had worked off and on as an executive coach and they had never really been ready for group coaching or understand it. And I had an executive in IT who I'd worked with. And I said, I gave her the book and I said, just read this, you know, and she did. And now I'm there doing group coaching because she got it from reading the book. I couldn't sell it as effectively as the book because, you know, the book is about leaders experience being coached. And I use it in my group coaching as well to give leaders and team coaching a chance to see that the process they're in is normal and there are other leaders like them who have been in processes like this or programs like this and here's some things they got out of it and I often have people tell me this helps so much for me to be able to see myself and other leaders or kind of understand the program I'm in because it is different. I was with a new client yesterday. They've had tons of leadership development. They've had individual coaching. They've had bolt-on coaching, the leadership programs. They've had all kinds of stuff. None of them have ever had group coaching. And so you've got to tell them enough to get them to the room, right? They've got to show up at least. And the book, Being Coached, really helps them see that this is a real thing. It's not just something someone made up. Right, I could see that it would increase comfort because they're able to actually see the structure. I'm a big believer that when we understand what the structure is, it it increases our comfort level usually. Right. So it it I could see that that would they could see a whole team kind of walking through the process and the benefits and their struggles and their challenges and you know that's the great idea. So being able to use being coached as a marketing tool as they well. It's helped me a lot. I mean, I thought I was pretty good at selling it, but since I've had the book, it's been a whole lot easier. If you can find the right person, it's very simple to read. It's a quick read, you know, takes very little time. They just sort of all of a sudden get it. They don't have to be HR people. They get it. Right, right. Excellent. So one last question. Do you, are you more likely to coach as you being the only coach or do you have coach part of coach partner in your group coaching? I'm typically the only coach Mm -hmm. and I have other coaches who work with me who take different groups. So I'm typically the only coach. And the reason for that is it's pretty easy to get too many coaches 
in terms of the airtime and what needs to happen. And I don't know about how you coach, but for me, it's so improvisational and so intuitive and so in the moment. It just seems to be exhausting to try to coordinate with someone else. Right. You'd have to be really in alignment with with your other person. Now, that being said, I'm getting ready to start a team coaching with a partner. It's a senior team with a partner coach who's bringing me in. And we're going to do that one together. Now, he's going to be the kind of partner. He'll let me lead a bunch. It's like the dance partner. I need a guy who will let me lead. So um, he's going to let me lead a bunch because he's in the learning mode. So it will not be typical. And I'm of having two equal partners, which I think is the best thing. Somehow, we're going to have to show up as equal partners and right, right. in terms of as leaders. Because that's the other thing I think is so important. I'm going to throw this in real quickly. I think we are the role model for collaboration, innovation, leadership, partnership, everything, uh, the coach approach. We are really it for our clients. And in a group and team, that's particularly true. So how you're showing up, and it's a different role than a straight leader, but it can be really powerful for them to see. So I think if you, if you work in pairs with two coaches, that you have to give a lot of thought to how that looks and how that shows up. So All so helpful. So helpful. Thank you so much for taking time to bring your specialty and be so open about your process and uh, the value that it brings. It's been delightful to spend time with you this morning. Oh, thank you. I loved your questions. Appreciate it. Group and team coaching can be so incredibly powerful and dynamic. I just want to thank Holly Williams again for sharing her perspective on this powerful tool. If you'd like to know more about Holly Williams or her book, Being Coached, Group and Team Coaching from the Inside, visit our resource page at starcoachshow.com. In addition, this is our last week of having VUCA Tools for a VUCA World, which was actually written by Dr. Ann Deaton, the co-author of Being Coached with Holly Williams. So Ann's second book, VUCA Tools for a VUCA World, has been in our book giveaway. This is our last week that this is going to be the key book. So if you have not yet signed up for the ongoing book giveaway, be sure to do so on the contact page at starcoachshow.com. Just enter your information and you will be entered into the giveaway. And we will be doing that drawing this next week. If you're enjoying the show, I would so appreciate a rate and review in Apple Podcasts. Every rate and review we receive increases the visibility of the show. And there's a link for leaving a rate and review at starcoachshow.com. So until next week, this is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be sure to tune in again next week. Bye-bye.